Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. It is our hope and prayer that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, we ask that you would please go to our webpage at Biblical Question, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out a lot more information about us. You have a ways of contacting us if you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, there is a prayer request page there as well, and if you have a prayer request, we would be happy to post that. We get quite a few hits on the uh, webpage, and the number one page that people go to is the prayer request page, which I think is kind of neat. We need to be praying more as Christians, and so if you need uh, prayers, please feel free to contact us through our webpage. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to please open it up and follow along. If you do not have a Bible, you can also go to our webpage. You can click on the uh, daily Bible verse that will take you to a free Bible. If you would like to buy a Bible, we also have an affiliate that's now with us, and you can find that as well on our webpage. Just click on their link, and that would take you there. We have many other little things that we're adding to the webpage right now. That is being updated. We're kind of changing some things around, trying to make it more appealing. And so it does change a little bit from time to time, but we're trying to make a big change right now. And so please tell your friends about us. Uh, pass us along. Tell them how you found us. You can find our social media accounts there on our webpage as well. You can click on those and follow us, and uh, you can contact us through that as well. We do have a Facebook page, a, a MeWe page. Uh, we're on Getter and LinkedIn, and I'm not sure about the others. We have other people helping us trying to get uh, more out on social media. So please be sure to tell your friends, your family about us, uh, and share us. And hit that like button while you're thinking about it. And follow us on your favorite podcasting app so you will get an alert each time that we release a podcast. We generally try to release the podcast every Saturday morning, Chicago time or Central time here in the United States. We have listeners from all around the world, so please tell your friends there too as well. And it's okay if you download these onto your iPad or whatever it is that you do now, iPods. or You can tell I'm a little out of touch with some of the uh, new things that are coming out. Uh, but I know people in third world countries do have those items. And they have to go to a web, uh, an internet cafe to download that a lot of times. And so uh, that's okay. You can download those and we are blessed. Again, if you have a Bible, open it up and follow along. We're going to read here Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And here's the Apostle Paul. He's writing, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Today we're going to talk about consistency, being consistent. And I think this is one of the hardest things for Christians to do. 
at times is is to live a consistent life. You know, uh, if I was to ask you, what is your purpose in life? You might give me many reasons for living. Answers I might get is, well, you know, my children. My children is what I really live for. It is them. I, I want them to have a better life than me. Uh, a few people at church might say, uh, I, I, I want to really glorify God. That's what I really want to do. I want to figure out how to do that. I want to do that better. And so, you know, again, the, the statements could be wide-ranged. But we really all should want to have that idea of glorifying God. We are created in His image. We are in His likeness. And it is through His grace and blood that we are saved. That's how we really know if we are truly saved, if we're washed in the blood of Christ. And people around you should be able to see you in a consistent lifestyle of glorifying God and making those folks thirsty and desire to have the same peace of mind that you have through Christ. You know, I think it would be really neat if everybody who said there's a Christian would say, my whole purpose in life is to tell everyone the wonderful gift that God has given me. I, I really think that would be so good. And if we can consistently say that, think that, believe it, show it, teach it, write about it, I mean, however you want and address it, in every aspect of our lives, not just an hour or so or two hours a week at a church building. I want to get into the text here in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And you can kind of hold your thumb there. We're going to be in Ephesians for most of the podcast. So Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. So this I say, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, and in the fertility of their minds, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their hearts. Verse 19. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and you have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, verse 22, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside that old self, which is being cor corrupted in accordance with lust of deceit, and that you would be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self which is in the likeness of God that has been created in righteousness, holiness, and truth. So, prior to uh, your conversion, uh, your, your committing your life uh, to Christ here, Paul tells all of us that we all, including Paul, he says we all walk in the ways of the world. 
We lived how we wanted. We talked how we wanted. We went where we wanted. We treat people uh, how we wanted. We walked in darkness because all of us had no true knowledge of God Almighty himself. Now, we've heard of, we heard of Jesus. We, we knew there was Bibles around. Perhaps you really grew up in a Christian home, but you never really had a, a true knowledge of who Jesus really is. Why is that? I mean, Paul tells us because of our heart's condition. In other words, our sinful desires controlled our mind and our mindset. We gave no thoughts, none at all, to a loving God who saved the world through his blood. Then somewhere along the way, someone taught us the gospel message. Somebody asked you a question. Maybe you started asking yourself questions what is my purpose in life? What am I wanting to do with my life? In other words, our sinful desires, Paul says, controlled our mind. And then somewhere along the way, again, we begin to say, hey, I don't want to live this way anymore. There has to be something better than the path I've been on. We, we heard a message. Perhaps somebody gave you a tract. Somebody gave you a Bible. We used to pass out Bibles a lot uh, on mission trips. We just hand them out to anybody who wanted them out on the street. Uh, and surprisingly, we did, we'd go back the next day and wouldn't find any of those Bibles laying around on the streets or in the trash cans because we looked. We really wanted to know, were people taking them just to be polite or did people really want them? And use them, and uh, you know, we we used to uh, do that a lot. And no, we didn't spend a lot on them. We, they were paperback Bibles. But again, there was a track inside. There was a card saying, "Hey, you can get a hold of us at this location if you would like to really know who Jesus is." And you'd be surprised; a, a whole church grew just by doing that. And in Mexico. And so, didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. But somewhere along the way, we begin to realize we're we're sinning, uh, we're sinning against God, and we need to be forgiven. So, what's the first thing we do? We start to repent. We say, "I don't want to do that anymore." I, I don't want to live that life anymore. I'm going to, to live the life that Jesus wants me to live. I've had all these Bible studies. I've listened to podcasts or radios, uh, went to church with friends. And I, you know, you come to this decision, I am a sinner and I need the blood of Jesus, period. You know, and it's so interesting to me when I see a newborn Christian, all excited, all baptized, immersed for the forgiveness of their sins, and they are so excited, they're on fire for the gospel, and they can't wait to go home and tell friends, family, co-workers, 
whoever will listen, I want to tell you what Jesus has done for me. They're on fire. And I think it's so neat to see that. But then again, what happens 10 years down the road, five months down the road? The fire, is it still burning? Is that fire being consistent? Or are those old habits beginning to sneak back into our daily lives before we realize it? We're on this roller coaster ride in our walk with Christ, and despite all of our good intentional things, we are not as consistent as we once thought we were when it comes in our walk with the Lord. And I don't think anyone intends for this to happen. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't believe people intend to do this. I think they just kind of lose track. They lose focus. I see it in kids when I was teaching school that you'd be really into a subject and they would start learning and you would say, wow, that's really cool. They're learning. And then all of a sudden, the next school year, the same student had no desires to learn anything. See that at work and different things. And so not only can it happen in the spiritual life that we have, but it can happen in other ways, in other areas of our life. I really think deep down everybody has the desire. If they once were baptized, they made this profession of faith, they told everybody about their love for Jesus. And I think they all have this desire deep inside. But what what's really happened? I mean, you start listening to the news, you you start listening to other religions, other people start telling you, oh, that's not true, that's not right. And that's why I tell you, uh, if you have a Bible, please open it, follow along. We are only using the Bible here, period. And so now we get on this teeter-totter thing, and and we're trying to be the person that God really wants us to be. We really have that desire to do this, and we want to be that person that we were when we first uh, had this excitement and being on fire, and then what happens? Well, temptations come along. You know, I, I think really, and I truly kind of really do, I believe this, we have so many people out here who have gotten wet, uh, just said a prayer only, and nobody told them anything beyond that. You could do this, you'll be saved, and you can live happily ever after. That's not true. The temptations will continue to come. Look at Jesus in his life. He was tempted early on, and I believe he's being tempted in the garden as well. And so... You see that in the span of his ministry in those three years. And so, you, but you come out and you're all excited and thinking, I've got sin beat. I've got that old devil beat. And the sins that you never thought would happen again in your life, all of a sudden, they start occurring again. And then there's a whole new battle waged against you in your spiritual walk. But really, this is a new battle for, especially if you're a young Christian. Uh, You find yourselves doubting if you were ever saved in the first place. 
Uh, you go back over and over the, your conversion, what led you to Christ, and you start asking yourself, why am I so inconsistent in my life with Christ? Or you might ask, why is the victory seen that I once had has just faded away? Listeners, this is a serious matter, and it is very real to the person that's going through this mindset. And my guess is most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have gone through this. Here is Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. He says to you, eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. Here Here in the proverb writer, he's really trying to tell us, my actions are the result of my thinking. So the next question for all of us is this. Am I responsible for my actions? Well, the, the answer from God is yes. Yes, we are all responsible and accountable to God for our actions as a child of God. The fact of the matter is that our beliefs control our behavior. If we do not believe Christ is our Savior, our actions will display this. If you and I think and believe that we don't have security in Christ, we're always going to have this lack of security and belief in our life. And if this is the type of Christian you are, the odds are very high that you do not know who you are or who you belong to. If I want my actions to change, then my thinking must change. We need to think as the apostle taught and believed. We are all to be soldiers of the cross. We are to be the true believers of a risen Savior. And you and I should be making such an impression on our community on how we live in the consistency of our lives. That is what they see, what they hear. And it has to be within every conversation, whether it's at a church building or at the city park, at work or at school, it doesn't matter, wherever you might be. When we only give lip service to the king of kings, he notices those things. And to be honest, so do the people around us. When the lost souls around us get to the overwhelming impression of your consistent lifestyle, they too will become very thirsty. They will desire to have what is missing in their own pathetic lives. And this is the life of every lost soul every day around us. We in a we, we should never want to go back to those lost days, the dark days. In turn, we should not want another living soul to miss out on the blessings we have from Christ. We need not to be selfish. There's plenty of blessings to go around. When you and I walk into the offices at work or out on the shop floor, classrooms, 
wherever, the grocery store, wherever you come in contact with the outside world, there there should not be any doubts in anyone's mind or, or that you and I serve a risen Savior. If we are not doing this, then we really need to change. In other words, we need to renew our minds. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, And that you have been renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, the old stuff, the old ideas, the old habits, they all need to go away. And we need to think in a new mind, a new heart, and a new beginning with Christ. To this renewed spirit. We, we must have the knowledge of Christ. And we need to hang on to it. And so many times over the years, I watch people have Bible studies with pe- in the middle of the night with people. They, they tell them all kinds of things and they scare them. And they tell them what they have to do to be saved. And then we wonder... Where where where's all these folks? They're not in the church building. Where are they at? It's because we didn't teach them Christ. We did not teach him his death, burial, and resurrection. We didn't teach them about the virgin birth. We didn't teach them some basic concepts of what the gospel message is about. And we want to know what's happened. We need to allow Jesus to control our lives. We need to allow him to let us have this consistent lifestyle, bring glory to him who died for us. We need to be consistent with our Bible studies. We, we, don't, we need to let the Holy Spirit, we need to let God do his job. Because a listener, he's been at it a lot longer than you and I can ever think. And he's very good at it. The question that comes to my mind through all this is, does the Holy Spirit dwell within me or does it dwell in you or does it not and notice again colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 therefore if you have been raised up with christ keep seeking the things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your mind on the things above not on the things that are on the earth Have we been raised up? How have we been raised up? We've been raised up out of the the trenches of hell, out of the darkness, into the light, into the Christ realm, into his kingdom. And there's we do that through Baptist baptism. I don't know how else we can say that. We have been raised up. You know, Paul is writing to adults here. He's not talking to a baby who was just born and, and Paul raises him. That's not what's going on here. You have to be wanting and willing to do Christ in his will. And just being a, saying a prayer, just being baptized alone, doesn't save you. If the blood of Christ is not in all of this, You're not saved. And I know that's not a politically correct statement to say. But you have to be washed in the blood. You have to have Christ leading your life. 
You have to be seeking him out. This idea, just ask him into your heart, I can't really find that in the Bible. I know it's taught by every denomination in the world, but that is not really there. It is Christ who died. We, yes, respond. But without the Holy Spirit involved, without us being led by the Spirit, without us being cleansed by the blood, folks, we're, we're really in trouble. Jesus didn't ask Peter, oh, please, Peter, please follow me. He didn't say that. He said, he walked up to Peter and said, follow me. It's about him. It's about serving a risen Savior. So we need to set our goals our thoughts, our minds on heaven. Nothing on this earth. And I understand. Somebody's going to email me and say, well, i got to have food. i got to have shelter. Well, of course you do. God's not an idiot. Okay? He knows that. But this is not what this text is talking about. It is talking about what is your ultimate goal in life. Is it, sadly, I, I get emails occasionally. People want me to, to pray for them to have a Lamborghini. I've actually got that kind of an email. No, folks. No. That's focusing the things on this earth. Someday, all that's going to be done away with. Either Jesus will return and it'll all be burned up and destroyed, or you will die and somebody else will get that for free because you worked so hard in getting it. Seeking out all this great physical wealth is not spiritual wealth and it is not the mindset of God. This is not a New Testament thought only. This is also an Old Testament thought as well. God will bring the people out of the land of Egypt. There is an issue or, or this mindset God has has help the people to has to help them overcome you see they've been in egypt and they've been in that culture for 400 years god has moses lead the people to to the mountain and god gives moses the 10 commandments to give to the people and this is how our mindset should be we shall not have any other gods before me you shall not and the list went down and down they also had the Torah in which to read and put their knowledge of God into their minds. When the people of Israel would fall into this worldly mindset, God would send prophets to them to warn them, hey, you need to stop that. You need to repent. You need to change your mind. Return to the old paths. Get back on track. Rarely would anyone ever listen to the prophet. And then God would follow through with his warning and his wrath. And he'd have invading armies come into the land to destroy them, take them away in bondage. They had pestilence. They had droughts. And so God did everything to try to get their attention. And I can't help but not think, as a nation, especially in the United States, once being, I believe, I'm very Christ-centered nation that is long gone. Uh, the wealth, the prosperity, uh, the freedoms, the peace that we had uh, as a child growing up, I think are all gone. 
if they're not all gone, they're close to being all gone. Because we have lost and rejected the word of God. We really have as a nation. We elect officials who say they're Christian, but we don't check in to see if they really are. And some of them are very clear. They are not Christian at all. And this is who's leading our countries. It is not the USA. It's countries from all around the world. And they would go, and you know, back to my thought here, the people of Israel, when God would take them into bondage, they would go off to a foreign country, and then they would begin to cry and ask God for help. Again, the Proverbs writer uh, wrote, and we just read it, but I want to read it again. Proverbs 23, verse 7, For he thinks within himself, so he is. He says to you, eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. I must think holy. If I think holy, then the odds go extremely high that I will also act holy. If I think joyful, peaceful, happy thoughts, then that's going to be my life. I've been around folks that have come from countries in Asia and Mexico, and they don't have hardly anything compared to what most people in the U.S. have. Not all, but most. Uh, and they don't realize they're they're just poor as church mice. They're, they're really they really are. But they're the happiest people I've ever been around. And I can recall being in the Philippines on a mission trip, and what we did and sang on on Sunday. They were singing at home. They were singing it in the market. Uh, the women when they were together cooking the meals for the families, uh, they were singing those songs. And then Wednesday night we'd sing different songs. And then the rest of the week, they were singing the songs from Wednesday. And they were talking about the sermon amongst themselves. They were digesting it. They were pulling it apart. They were going back to their Bibles. See, this is what I'm getting at, listeners. We have become so in-depth involved in so many other activities in the Western world. We're all hung up on sports. We're all hung up on television, whatever. And it's hard to break those habits. But if you if you ask God to help you, if you truly have the desire, I think he will help you. You know, and, and I know there's going to be somebody out here listening, and they're going to say, A preacher, you've been out in the sun way too long. Really, it's not as hard as we make it out to be. It's only difficult because... We think it is. And we absolutely control everything. God has given us the freedom to, to make our own decisions. And sometimes we make wrong decisions. Let's be honest with ourselves. And there's forgiveness. But we can turn off the television. We can open up our Bibles. We can listen to audio uh, Bibles. We can listen to Christian podcasts. We can surround ourselves with the things that we need to be surrounding our thing, our minds with. Because have you ever been just driving down the road? And the older you get, probably the more frequent this happens. Some memory pops in your head. Why is that? Well, you put it there. That's why. It might have been 20, 30 years ago, but you put it there. 
And so we can set up an alarm to get up to go to work. Then we can set the alarm to go to Bible class, to to worship services somewhere. And I, I trust me, I will. I really know <laughs> it's hard to find a group of true Christians that really want to worship and study, and, and don't have clicks somehow or another. Uh, they just believe, teach only a certain verse or two, uh, favorite chapter, favorite topic. And that's all they do. I understand that. And your groups like that are not feeding on the entire word of God. From in the beginning to the word amen. Okay? That means Genesis 1 to the last word of, of the Bible and Revelation. Amen. We need to be reading it all. We need to be studying it all. Again, we can stop speaking gossip and start speaking truths. Again, it all goes to a mindset of thinking as God thinks and living out our lives as God commands. In 1906 here, Young People's Publication came out with this small book uh, for Sunday school class called I Think I Can. Within a few years, the book had some minor changes to it. The book is now used to teach children the value of optimism and hard work. Where the little train is sitting on the bottom of the mountain and has to pull this long, hard grade. All the bigger engines uh, refuse to take on the mountain. But the little engine takes the challenge. And all the way up the mountain, the little engine is saying, I think I can, I think I can. And then when the engine tops the mountain, he says, I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. It is interesting to me how this story has so many versions over the years. However, the principle is the same. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We all must be willing to walk up the spiritual mountain with the right mindset. If we stay on the foot of the mountain and think we cannot change, if we stay in this worldly thought patterns, if we do not change the programming in our minds to a godly mindset, we are all in trouble. I'm including myself. You know, so here's the apostle. He just told us that we can do all things when it comes to spiritual mindsets. Once we change our mindset, we can do all things. We will have spiritual life that is such more stable. And here's the important part, consistency in God's eyes. Let us renew our mind and put the word of God in our minds. In our Proverbs class years ago, a sister said, made this statement, God in, God out. And, and honestly, she was correct. She's on target. We must have the mindset of living as faithful Christians are supposed to live. The opposite of what this statement, what this lady said, garbage in, garbage out. Again, it's all a choice that we all must make. And, you know, grandparents and parents were all guilty. Well, they're just kids. Well, you're right, they're kids, and you need to be correcting them, and you need to be showing them who Jesus is. You say, well, they, they'll make up their own mind later. Uh, know that you've already let them make it up. They're not going to change it. 
2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. And I want to point out this idea of simplicity and purity. So many times we get so down and bogged in all these deep theology-type ideas. But the gospel message really is very simple. Christ was born of a virgin. He suffered, he died, and he rose. That's how simple the gospel really is. We must not allow our minds to be tricked by the devil. We must not allow ourselves to be deceived by putting false teachings in our mind. And the only way you're going to know if the teachings true or not is by the word of God. Again, that's why I stress following along with the Bible. We must not be deceived into thinking God does not love us. And all those thoughts are based off of feelings. They are not based off of knowledge. We must choose the truth over our feelings. People live by their feelings, but feelings change, and that's the problem. But the love of God never does. Acting on feelings can be a very dangerous thing. Again, feelings change. The truth never does. And this is the truth. God does love you. He died for your sins. And he wants all of us to be living with him for all eternity. He wants us to live a consistent life that is in spirit and in truth. By hearing his gospel message and believing that message. Following his commandments. Walking faithfully in knowledge of his promise to all those who obey his commands. We we need to be consistent. And I've not been consistent. I am over longer than I normally have been in a podcast. Uh, so please forgive me if, if you're tired. I hope not. I know in our uh, American culture, we're used to commercials and all of that type of thing. Get up and go eat or whatever. But many of our listeners in, in third world countries, uh, they're, they're not conditioned that way. And when I've been in other countries... If all I did was give a 20-minute sermon, I would have been ran out of town on a rail, at least tarred and feathered if they didn't have a train track going through town. So we seriously need to change our mindset in this country, and we need to be consistent to the Word of God. I think if we, we would do this, and it starts with you and me. It starts how we vote, who we put in office. It starts with how... We and that includes the local levels too, not just federal, you know, state, local, county, all that. We need to be really involved with that. It it means being involved in the community somehow, projecting a positive image to, of Christ in your life, making people thirsty for you through the Word of God. So, please, please, I beg you to follow us uh, on our Facebook page. You can. Hit that like button on your podcasting app and follow us. We are on a lot. I, I Honestly, folks, it's amazing me how many podcasting apps are out there. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Apple. We're on 
the Google or on Comcast, Spotify. I, it's just the list is amazing to me. And so you can find more of that information on our on our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. I encourage you, please go there frequently because it does change a little bit here and there. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we are making big changes. We have some people who, uh, companies who are wanting to to partner with us a little bit. Uh, if you need Bibles, things for your church, your Sunday school class, clothes uh, that have scriptures on it, that's all on our webpage now. And I encourage you to please go there and check that out. We we truly need your prayers. We really need financial support as well. I don't ask a lot about that or say a lot about that on a weekly basis. But everything has really gone up in cost. And we're really needing to pay the bills to keep this going. And we really do have quite a few people in countries that cannot financially help us. So if you're able, uh, please go to our webpage and, and help us do that. So pray, pray, pray. Thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.